You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. All right, what's up, everybody? We are here with um, a good friend of ours, somebody we, we've met through the Web3 space. We had the pleasure of meeting him at Grey Wolf Summit. And um, this is just such an interview. This is an interview that we've, we we're really excited about because there's such just alignment and, and connection with, with the values that we share. And um, yeah, it's just amazing just to have Malik here on the show with us to, to dive into everything about community building, being a better human, just how to show up and, um, you know, for the first official interview of Inside the Den, couldn't think of a better person than Malik. So Malik, man, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? It is so good to be here. I'm I'm a huge fan of Wolfish on Web3, and I love all the, uh, the, the new twists you guys created. Uh, it seems to be a lot more aligned with, with what you want to do, and, and it gives you a deeper look into one of the greatest communities that have ever existed in my personal opinion. So uh, it, it's going to be very exciting uh, today and and in the future to see all of the different people that you're going to interview. Uh, I feel like uh, I can get to know them a little bit better since every day we keep learning new things about each person. So uh, this would be a great way to uh, to to learn about their values and principles. So I'm really, really excited to be. Yeah, like to have you as kind of our first guest on Inside the Den, like you've been such a participant and a contributor uh, in the last little while, just like it's, it's amazing the content you're putting out and the engagement you bring the proper engagement, the quality engagement that we're looking for. And, and just, you know, people have probably for sure seen your name on Twitter and in Twitter spaces and just all the places you contribute. I don't know how you do it in all in one day, man. I really don't, but <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. And so to have you on here and like maybe give the listeners you know, a little bit of uh, get to know you as a human a little bit better and and carry on our conversations into how we all build together in this in this awesome world of Web3. Oh, definitely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I know you guys are going to cur- throw a couple of curveballs at me and <laughs> that's going to be fun to reply to. But uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, uh, uh, I think this is uh, an amazing community of the uh, I've been part of multiple of communities. I'm part of multiple of communities in Web3 and in Web2. And uh, every day I come to more and more of the realization that uh, the world then are doing great things. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's an honor to be a contributor to that kind of uh, project because uh, not only do I know that somebody is going to take that content and do something good with it, uh, but I also know that, uh, you know, it, it creates that kind of relationship and connection between us. And the best thing that you can do in this world is to connect with others and network with others and, and learn from them as they learn from you. So uh, there's no doubt that I've learned so much uh, through your podcast, just listening to all of these people you bring in. Uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of biased. So my favorite is probably... Uh, next uh, interview, but hopefully this one will be. So this is going to be my. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> they all they all have their own special twist and you know angles to them. And yeah, Nick Nick was Nick was amazing. It was our first time really sitting down with him and having kind of that connection and talking with him about Web three and blockchain decentralization. And he's just he's such a 
he has such a brilliant mind that it's like, you can kind of listen to him talk all day. Um, one thing I want to ask you, you know, especially <clears throat> being that you do a lot with community management in the web three space, and you've got a lot of experience in that. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts around kind of like the current state of web three in terms of community management. What are some things that you're finding that, that really works in terms of getting people to connect and engage with one another and have that healthy connection with, with each other in a way that builds and grows the project and the people that are part of the project. Um, yeah, yeah love to hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely, man. Uh, so in, 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 in the web three space, there's something that, uh, I wish we could remove. It's just, I don't think we'll be ever able to remove it. Uh, it, it breaks down to like each person has uh, three ways of connecting with people on Web3 and finding communities. Uh, you know, uh, one, they basically stay in the background and they watch everything. They observe everything. Uh, they're willing to like and retweet, but not that often. And they keep themselves to themselves, basically. And in most cases, you can understand that people are busy in their daily life, right? A lot of people don't, are not working on Web3. So uh, to them, it's just like a, a third place that they can go to and feel comfortable while while doing their day-to-day every day with their families, with their work, with professional life. Uh, that That's like the first type of a kind of person in Web3. Uh, the second type is, is the positive. Person, a person who's looking for more positivity. Uh, these people tend to uh, most mostly want to work on themselves uh, the most. And because of that, they, they're attracted to the right kind of content, the right kind of community. So when they see a community that is positive, it's very easy for them to make that decision. Hey, I want to be part of this community. And those guys, they tend to be the most contributors. They 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 like to get to to stay engaged with their communities. Uh, they like to participate in activities and events. And in most cases, they they start building their own little audiences and they start promoting themselves. So it, it gives them an opportunity to grow as well. So it's not that they're fi- they're only helping projects and helping communities. But in one way or another, it comes back at them and they find a way where they can uh, become uh, more vocal, uh, kind of. Uh, and I've seen many, many people who started out being very, very shy, uh, but because that's the kind of communities that they chase and they look for, uh, they, 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 they kind of broke out out of their shell and now they're doing amazing things. And, and uh, I know this one person, uh, he, he like he was shy enough to get on a call with me one on one, and it started from there. And then now he he holds spaces, and and even though he doesn't have like a large audience, still uh, it, it just gives you a perspective of what you can potentially create for yourself if you find the right group. Now the third group, which is the one I try as much as I can to avoid, uh, unfortunately, it, it, it it's it's a very uh, big. Uh, community inside the Web3 and uh, that that kind of uh, community, uh, they're more like jokers, comedy, to, you know, uh, uh, crap talkers, but they end up falling into a very, very specific trend, which is being negative all the time. And it doesn't matter what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of situation you're they're in or others are in, they will always find a way 
to make it negative. And, and that is scary. It's terrifying because we, we already know we live in a world where everybody's divided. People are choosing sides every day, whether it's in politics and personal life, even at work, right? They, they choose their little groups of people and, and they stay with them. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't fall away from what three what three is actually because of the kind of freedom it gives you in, in in the way that you speak in the speech and the way that you share content um it's, it feels like you know it, that kind of community is actually growing and it's scary man because it's it's very very toxic and uh, uh, what ends up happening is uh, you know you'll always have people watch it doesn't matter even if you have zero followers the way that the algorithm works, right? It's somehow, some way, somebody's going to look at your content. And if that's the content that you choose, oh, sorry, that's the content that you choose to spit out and put on your profile uh, all the time, uh, then it not, you're going to attract more people that are like you. And, and that's the scary part because the more they spread that negativity, the more there's fear in the market, the more there's uncertainty in the market. And honestly, in most cases, uh, you know, people choose to stay away from Twitter and Web3 because that's the kind of image uh, that they see. And in mainstream media, uh, they actually focus on this community. They focus on it a lot. They create a lot of articles and, and content about them. And they highlight the kind of image that it represents. And it's scary because that's not really what is going on. But, uh, you know, that's 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 the kind of thing that gets them engagement, I guess. Uh, you know, the, the, the in both sides, uh, regardless of what it is, people are all most likely attracted to negative thoughts because it's it's a lot more powerful than a positive thought. And uh, and and you know, hopefully in the near future, uh, and I see a lot of big uh, content creators and big people on the Web three builders, uh, founders, they're pushing towards more positivity. And uh, they're actually making notes out of it, you know, like, hey, you don't want to be on, on the negative side because not only are you harming others, but you're also harming yourself. And uh, and hopefully in the in the future, uh, uh, you know, we, we can see more uh, more focus on the positive side and the self growth and the development, uh, as we see in, in some of the communities that we are in, inside the world, there, for example. Um, uh, I think it's 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 a very. Um, noble cause and noble thing to focus on, uh, which is helping others. And uh, it comes back at you in, in, in many ways. Uh, it, it, the best thing that you can get from people when you are helping them become their best is the loyalty that they're going to give you. And, and that loyalty can go a long way. Uh, they, they become more, more than just followers. They become uh, more like a family. And honestly, the way I see it, it's 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 family, right? And uh, it, hopefully, in the future, we can see more uh, projects focusing on on education and learning. And I'm I'm pretty sure we will. It seems like the trend is catching up now, where there's a lot of newer communities that are focusing on this. Uh, and uh, as long as there are people to always contribute uh, to the success of the project, to the success of the community, uh, by by bringing out you know what they feel out in content and give and, and, and present it, then uh, there's the, there's always going to be some type of, uh, uh, you know, uh, not linear growth, but more organic growth uh, where where everybody benefits at the end. So, yeah. That's uh, kind of what this podcast is all about. <laughs> you know, just creating <laughs> that, creating that positive uh, content and our contribution to 
inspire others to s- stick with the positive and and grow that way. I find that a lot of that negative stuff is just from poor education or very narrow, like the mindset, you know, they're just stuck and they don't want to see it because it may seem hard to actually look in the mirror and, and you know, dive into that, do the research. So it's just easier to grab onto that easy narrative that may that's negative and just and push that to get like either you know that confirmation bias of you know this is what i think and this will spark engagement to for people to tell me that i am right or whatever even even to engage with no you're wrong well you know that's they just won when you engage with that so the more we can educate and and be here for the positive is even better Absolutely, man. And you know, it's not like they're bad people, right? It's just, it's just like you said, it's just poor, poor quality of education and learning that they choose to look at. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, if they, if they really, uh, you know, it starts with your own principles and your own values, right? Like once you set that up and you know exactly what you stand for and what you want, uh, then it's easier for you to start getting, you know, attracted and, you know, towards the right magnet, towards that, 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 the thing that's going to actually help you grow. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of funny because like we, you know, like Alan Musk, he's a great entrepreneur. I think that guy is, is just brilliant. And, uh, it, it seems like, you know, like the way he's, he's doing it and, and, and a lot of people question his method. I honestly think. He's doing it in, in, in you know, what, whatever he's doing right now is, is beneficial for the future of Web3 because he is definitely somebody that believes in this message. And even though he has so many enemies out there, uh, you know, it, it's really obvious what kind of side that group comes from. And, uh, and it, he kind of, uh, you know, trolls them. And it's just funny to watch. It's funny to watch. And you know, what's what's even funnier is uh, you know my 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 Twitter account right now is down. Hopefully, I can get it back in the in in the next few days so I can uh, continue to watch this uh, amazing story unfold with Twitter. Kind of interesting. Yeah, Elon is he he's probably my favorite, and uh, and just the responses and the things because people will call him out and publicly and. And then his reply, sometimes it's just an emoji, but it's like the yeah. perfect emoji <laughs> reply for whatever trolling comment that somebody made. Yeah, it's just hilarious. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's definitely, uh, I think, and that's something, especially with, you know, Dwayne and I recorded, which as the time of this podcast coming out, people would already listen to it. But we we talked about kind of introducing this new rebrand of Inside the Den and, you know, really what we're trying to kind of pull together as, as a part of the message here. And it's really about empowering community through connection. And, um, and I think when people become more connected with one another, you know, you start to change the narrative around how people or perspective more so about moving people away from that third bucket of negativity and more towards that second bucket of positivity. And, you know, connection has a way of just doing that. And that's, you know, with this podcast, bringing people like yourself and other community members, when you tune in and you're able to actually get a sense of like the person and the human behind the community, it changes the whole perspective. It's like, wow, this is like, I think sometimes people will just like, 
it's like hard for them to picture the human because it's just text and like some little cartoon image on the so it's like it's not even a real person that you're even talking to so if you can like add that human element i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that really starts to evolve and change it would so. be awesome yeah it would be awesome if we as a like just a small little group right now would be able to set the standard of this is what we expect in communities is this kind of positive engagement this kind of positive growth this kind of you know or organic wonderful growth in a side of community if that could be the standard that people take into other communities as they branch out from the wolf den and tga and and just go into all these other projects if they contribute in that way in other projects and that's just becomes the standard there we go there's yeah. a good goal to have <laughs> exactly and i think this is this is the proper way of doing it too because uh, at the end of the day like you know the responsibility of building a community you know uh, it's not just a community manager's job right uh, it, it actually becomes a lot harder for a community manager to be able to deliver and uh, give the community exactly what they want if there's only that one person that is responsible and you know this is uh, like uh, i i i've worked with multiple projects without saying any names you know but it's just it's it's clear from the beginning just from that first conversation that i usually have with the founder uh is is what they're expecting so the question that i always ask them and you know and and this is this is so important if anybody decides that you want to build their in community maybe they get some kind of offer uh you know ask this question and and watch their reply what do you expect from a community manager so because it's different from one person to another uh, in in my personal opinion, a community manager has a responsibility to to bring people together, right? To bring the community together. Uh, however, it can it, it doesn't uh, you know like uh, community manager is is not should not be responsible for marketing, for example. Community manager should not be responsible for uh, development, for example, right? Uh, uh, but you know, uh, and, and and this is this is how I make the decision whether it's somebody I want to work with or not based on the reply I, i'll be able to tell if these guys are just looking for somebody to take on the responsibility that's supposed to be this and to put it on top of him so that way oh now it's your responsibility i can stand back and and chill out right and and not do anything and and based on the response you you can you can tell uh what exactly are they expecting uh i just actually did uh, uh an interview with with a project uh, that's launching in a couple of months. And when I asked this question to the founder, uh, he gave a brilliant reply. He just said, uh, I feel like the community manager responsibility should be based around the community here in the community and bringing and be, becoming the bridge between the community to the team. So we can actually focus on building the project while knowing that there's somebody in the middle there that's going to bring all the important uh, feedback and all the important things to to uh, to to us. So now we're not only focused on just building, uh, but we can also take on um, all the feedback that we can from the community without losing, without being distracted. Because hey, when you have a community of thousands of members, it, it can it can get hectic, right? Not everybody is going to have his way of thinking, and everybody is going to say what is best for them, assuming that it's best for everybody. But in, in most cases, that's not what it is, right? So the, the, the community manager responsibility is, is basically being that filter in the middle. 
So you can take, you can listen to all the communities' um, requests and feedback, but you can also give them your own personal opinion on why things work and doesn't work. And when you have more uh, experience in community building and community management, uh, it, it is it is a lot easier for you to say, oh, I've tried this before. Trust me, it doesn't work because one, two, three, right? Uh, I'm, I'm just pushing back the audience and, and your community members and and saying, oh, that's not going to work. That's not enough, right? Because you're not you're not really it, sure. It could be true, but uh, you know, go that extra mile by explaining why it doesn't work. Because at the end of the day, right? You as a community manager, you're not going to be able to build that beautiful community that you have in your mind unless if you allow others to contribute and if you allow others to be vocal about what their feelings are, what they think. And at the same time, right, uh, you know, uh, try as much as you can to, to bring that kind of experience and educate them as well. Uh, so when, when you have uh, 10, 20, 30 community managers, it's better than just having one person with one brain. So that's the way I personally look at it, to be honest. I want to ask you, you know, just your advice for somebody who is a community manager, because I, I see this a lot. I see, and this, this comes down to, um, Dan Nicholson's got the book rigging the game and he talks about, uh, I think it's like the four commandments or I can't remember how he titled it, but one of them is understanding the difference between preference and binary. So binary being like, it's either right or wrong. Like murdering a person is wrong. Like it's, we all can agree with that. Right. That's binary preferences. You know, I've, I've, and I would just give a, a light example around it. Um, <clears throat> there's a particular community. It's, it's, it's experienced quite a bit of FUD and, um, you know, there was one community member that was like speaking to the artwork and he's like, this artwork looks like something out of a children's magazine. And this is terrible. I can't believe it. And I'm looking at it thinking, uh, our work looks pretty good to me. Like, you know, and you get all these preferences, right? Like somebody thinks that this is how it should be done. And somebody else, you know, has different preferences and, and it's not that anything's right or wrong. It's just your preference. And, you know, but it also can bring a lot of negative energy when people, you know, they share their preference and it's followed by some kind of negative sentiment around the project as like, oh, you're not doing it to my preferences and and I'm going to complain loudly here in your discord channel. So uh, to make this like long winded explanation for context, breaking it down, like when you see people that come into a community and it's just a lot of people like sharing these preferences that they want it to be done their way. Um, you gave a good explanation about providing a reason why, but if it gets very preference-based and it's just somebody's opinion, I feel like it's a little bit different. Hopefully I'm making sense here, but like, how do we, how do you address that? That seems to be a little bit more challenging, I would imagine. It is. It is a lot more challenging, but I created a rule for myself and I'm going to share it with you guys here. But uh, before I do that, uh, you know, I, I think, I think uh, it's just, it's just people always feel entitled uh, especially like not not everybody actually there's some people that understand hey for me to be able to get a then i must uh, for me to get able to get z i must do a b t c you know and just get, keep growing uh, and, and this is this is one of the ways i identify uh the, the kind of user that i'm talking to because in in most cases even though i have thousands of users in, in my community there are, I'm not talking to thousands of users at once. I'm usually talking to 20 to 30 a day. And, and those 20 and 30 
I usually come back and, and converse with you on, on every day almost. So you, you were able to build that kind of relationship with them where you know that they are thinking for the best of the community on the project. But in most cases, the, the people that have, uh, and I don't want to, I'm not saying like good or bad. It's just, you know, I'm just trying to explain the kind of behavior of that person. Uh, the person who is, uh, you know, very opinionated in everything that they want to do inside the community or, or the, the, their suggestions, uh, that person seems to be uh, like a lot thinking more of himself rather than everybody else and this is and this is something that i struggled with in the beginning i'm like okay how am i going to be able to tell whether this person mean it uh, means uh, you know good for the community or they're just uh, putting themselves at a position where they can be more beneficial uh and uh, and uh, i've realized like uh, okay so i ask myself what does it take for a decision to be a good decision for a project and i broke it down to three so for, for me to be able to tell whether this is a good preference or not a good preference, because sometimes I won't see it, right? It might be actually a good a good preference, but I'm not seeing it because I'm a different person. So this helps me, this helps me, uh, you know, make a better decision on whether this is a good option or not. And even at that, even if they decide to be a good option, there's still you still have to explore it more to see what, how, how, how much it can benefit you uh, side by side, how much it can hurt you. So the three things that I look at is the very first thing and the very most important thing in my personal opinion is uh, does it benefit the project? So that is the very first question I ask. Whatever the preference is, I, I put it in a position, I put it in a, into an example where, okay, let's assume we make this happen. What's going to happen with the project? What kind of exposure is it going to bring the project? What kind of benefits and utility is it going to bring the project? So this answers my first one, which is, in my personal opinion, the most important thing is to look out for the project because people are going to be people. where Humans are going to always have their own opinions about everything. And your, your main responsibility as somebody who's running a project, whether you're a community manager or uh, a founder, is to make sure uh, that your project is going to be sustainable and is going to continue to live. Uh, because if you're just doing it to make people happy, you're most likely going to just dig yourself a hole that you can't get out of. So uh, once I, I can confirm that it's good for the project, it comes the second question. Is it efficient for the team to work on something similar? Is it efficient for the team to, to, uh, to, to, to take on this, this kind of preference and bring it into the project? Because if I think, if it's going to cost, you know, a specific number of dollars and it's going to take a specific number of hours, right? The ROI should be similar, if not better. It needs to actually provide you something that uh, you can say, hey, this was worth it. So if I'm working for like six hours on, on, on a specific event and the event is going to, to, to be announced and, and, and performed within a one hour period, and it's only going to have a specific amount of, of, uh, of users in it, and it just it doesn't and it doesn't add up. Then most likely I wouldn't do it because it, it takes away time from the team. Uh, and in most cases, the most valuable thing that you have, especially in building in building projects on the Web three, is time. Time that's that's your best friend. So if you are putting in more effort than what it's going to bring back to your project, then does it really make sense, right? 
And, and and this is how I explain it to people too, as well. I I, I want to make sure that they understand why uh, the reply is is being replied in that matter. So if their preference is good, okay, that's good because it makes the it makes the project better. It doesn't take a lot of effort for for whatever to come back from it. And the third and 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 the third, they're all important. I just I just have them in that way because I think the project is the most important. Uh, between uh, well, n- not really. Uh, I hope that you guys can understand what I'm saying. So uh, project, uh, team, and then uh, uh, the third is community. That doesn't take away from the importance of any of them. It's just the way that I look at it. That way it, it makes it makes sense to me. Uh, so uh, if, they fall, if, they, if they fall into the first question is good. So yes, it can benefit the project. And it falls into the second question, which is, uh, yes, it can be efficient for for the the team to work on something like this, and and what comes back from it could actually be uh, uh, you know good even even if you're putting in the effort, it's worth it. And the third is, is the community. Is it beneficial for the community? What does it do to the community as whole, not as just uh, small groups of people, right? Uh, because you'll always have like inside your community, you're gonna have like smaller communities as well. And so, for example, right, the whales, right, people who hold the most uh, uh, items in there, uh, it's important to keep them in mind as well, because, uh, you know, even though their suggestions are usually heard more because they they are big supporters of the project, uh, you you have to make sure that it benefits everybody as uh, uh, at the same level, because if it gives them an advantage over anybody else, which already they have a large advantage, then it can be very, very problematic for you. Maybe not right now, but let's say, for example, so- something happens and, and the project, uh, you know, gets adapted and, and, you know, everything is in the green and it looks good. Then now you have to, cons- you know, to think about, okay, these are the guys that, um, you know, that can, if, if they decide to, you know, to get out all at once, it can be very, problematic so this is this is these are the three questions i ask myself every time somebody gives a suggestion and to be honest like it can be very hectic inside if you to to keep it open in the open uh as in like main page for example on the main telegram uh i i don't you know if somebody sends a request uh and they have a suggestion i usually don't look at it i just i i I, there's a form that they have to go through uh and i just I make them, I ask them to put it in the form uh, because of what you said, because it, somebody else might be triggered when, when they say it and, uh, it, you know, and, and that can create a big problem for you inside the community. So, uh, yeah, I ask these quick three questions and I make sure that they send it to the form that way. When I sit down and I look at it, I, I don't have to worry about, okay, there's people uh, creating fudding in the main chat while I'm trying to reply at, uh, for this guy so um yeah that's that's pretty much how i do it. it's funny how people can take just that moment of time in a conversation that they see on telegram and just run with it so it's nice to keep it's nice to keep those private conversations or not private conversations but those private opinions and preferences kind of off to the side and like validate them like yeah i hear your opinion but please keep it over in this channel just because people will grab that take it out of context and then next thing you know you're like what i don't even know what we're talking about anymore <laughs> and so it's a it's a very i admire your what you do because it it's not an easy job to deal with humans in that 
context and uh i've seen your work and it's it's impressive malik you uh props up to you for taking that on <laughs> appreciate you brother uh and you know just to add to your point there you said something uh, you know it's crazy how people take on uh, a sentence and just go with it uh it, it is one of like the most irritating questions for me personally is when somebody asks why is the price down <laughs> or why is the not even yeah. just down why is the price up even yeah. when it's in the positive <laughs> yeah. and and that question just drives it i don't know what it does to people but it fires up every it's like almost everybody's just waiting on the sideline waiting for somebody to ask about the price so they can all give their opinions on why the price is down and in most cases it's not even it's not even relevant Uh, but yeah, you're right, man. It can it can honestly be very very stressful, and I think this is one of the reasons why I commit so much of my time to it. Uh, I kind of like uh, I know my priorities, and uh, uh, like my priorities are a lot different than somebody else's. Uh, uh, for me, you know, I'm able to commit and spend hours of my days just trying to build Web3 communities. Uh, you know, the, uh, if it was a side hustle. Uh, like for the beginning, when when I started doing this, uh, it, it definitely wasn't like that. I would spend one or two hours maximum on Web three. But once it became kind of like where my income comes from, then I I, I can commit more time to it, and I can commit uh, more to connecting and creating relationships with people. And honestly, it's probably been one of the best decisions I've made in the past decade. And I've made a lot of decisions in the past decade, uh, but this one. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it surrounded me by so many people that are exactly, you know, like me and, and they want the same things as me. And uh, in reality, it's hard to do that, right? You're only going to connect with so many people. Usually it's just people you interact with on daily basis, or maybe you had a conversation with them. I'm, I'm in the marketing community. So we, we connect with people as well in the marketing, but when you're on web three, you, you get to meet, uh, You know, normal people, normal average humans, and you you'd be surprised how much potential they have. Even though some, in most cases, they don't even realize how much potential they have. And uh, so, I, I do my best to uh, to kind of push my community members, and uh, but not not in a annoying way, right? Because you got to keep it. Uh, I know Nick uh, Peterson once uh, talked about balance, right? So um, you, you do want to have principles, but you also want to have heart. And uh, you, you, as long as you're keeping that balance inside your community, uh, it, it creates a fun place for them where they can consider it their third place, as as we say in Wolf, then their third place. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's stressful and it's it's hard, but it's a lot of fun, man. It is a lot of fun to get to know people. It's just amazing. Yeah, humans are amazing, man. Humans are just amazing creatures. So for so for somebody that's listening, that. Um, might be looking for <clears throat> either new opportunity or maybe they're already in Web3 and they want to find opportunity to build in Web3 and this whole idea of community management sounds appealing to them. What would you say to that person in terms of readiness? Like where, what do they need to do for themselves to be ready for this role of community manager before really taking that step? That's a great question, man. And, and you know, this is where I kind of found myself in the beginning too. I wasn't like, when I thought about it, I'm like, what three technology? I had no idea. I'm not a tech person, right? Like, I don't know anything about tech. I don't know anything about crypto. 
uh, cryptography, uh, you know, uh, even Web3, the concept was very, very new to me. I, I never even knew there was a decentralized web. And, uh, and I think the thing that helped me the most, uh, you know, when it comes to my readiness, is is uh, is just taking the initiative. I just kept taking the initiative. I uh, I, I didn't come into what three saying, "Hey, I'm a community manager, hire." Uh, uh, you know, it took it took time for for people to see that, hey, this guy makes good decisions. Uh, this guy can build communities. This guy has a voice that people like to hear from. So, uh, and uh, it, it basically in the beginning, uh, I would just uh, you know, like I would be part of a project. And without waiting for somebody to tell me, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, I would I would start creating activities and I would put it out in front of the team and say, hey, I would like to bring this activity as a as a member. And, you know, I'll, uh, if there's a prize or anything, I would I would offer that prize for, for myself. And as long as as long as the activity and and the, the decision or uh, the the preference that I'm bringing in was beneficial for the project and the community. Uh, in most cases, it was yes, absolutely, do it. And and it, it was like that for like six months uh, before you know uh, I uh, you know uh, somebody asked me to be part of their team based on everything that I brought in the community. And then from there, you know, I I kept taking on more initiative and pushing myself at the same time. And uh, got to a point where, you know, uh, now just, uh, you know, people kind of recognize me as a community manager. And, uh, but yeah, man, uh, the first step, uh, you're never ever, I don't think you're, you're technically going to always be ready. Uh, the only thing that you can be ready for is what you bring in with you every day. So if you decide this is something that you want to do, uh, just freaking do it. That's it. Just, just keep, take the action. Uh, start, you know, taking initiative, whether it's inside these communities or even creating on your own personal profile spaces. There's so many different activities that you can do to bring people, you know, to listen to you. And people will always come and listen. As long as your message is, 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 uh, is aligned with theirs, they're most likely going to follow you. They're most likely going to be happy to come back and, and listen to you the next time and the next time and the next time. And uh, and I think this is how you get ready, right? Uh, your readiness comes from how how you're gonna get up every day and what you're going to contribute. Uh, if you are contributing, then you're ready, and uh, just keep doing it, and you'll most likely get to that position that you're looking for. Uh, whether it's maybe you have your own uh, project that you want to launch, right? Uh, uh, community management can can help you with uh, with even launching your own project because. Once you understand people, you get people, then you're most likely going to continue to make decisions that are best for them. And at the same time, while considering your own project as well. So, um, yeah, just just get up and, and do it and uh, contribute, contribute, contribute as much as you can contribute to your community. You have no idea how big that is. Uh, you know, even the smallest contribution, just making a post, tagging your favorite project. And just giving your opinion on why you like it, that is a huge plus, a huge plus. Mm. Yep. They, uh, Dr. Jeff talks a lot of times about, you know, if you bring the teeter totter and I bring the grain of sand that tips it over, who's, who was more important, right? It's, it could yeah. be just that little grain of sand, that little bit of engagement that could, you know, trigger the big effects down the line. Malik, this is, uh, it's always such a pleasure talking with you, especially like as we're, you know, 
going down this uh, community engagement inside the den avenue you've you've got such great perspectives and and direction and i love how you you've talked about it before how when you do stuff you document it and then you build like your own frameworks and fundamentals around how to replicate that um you've talked a lot about you know your three steps or your three questions and and i know you have more that will uh we'll definitely be talking about in the future. Do you have like any other ones that you'd like to talk to talk about? I know you had uh, the five investor frameworks. I don't know if we have time to get into that. Very oh, quick, that but, is, that but is if, very, very deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, well, we may it, have it, to save it for another day or what? I would love to actually. Yeah, I can, I can definitely get on one day and, and just break down, but I'll give you, I'll give you one of, one of them right and 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 uh, you know these are people that you see and you recognize and you you kind of in your own way have your own interpretation of them uh i gave them names uh, and characters uh, just for the sake of documentation and it makes it easier for me as i continue to 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 document i can say okay this is this guy this is this guy and uh, you know the uh, one of the most interesting uh, profiles is 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 the what, what they call a moon boy, right? So I have my own name for it. But that profile is is just it's it's fascinating. It's quite an amazing person. Uh, I, I know they they chase the wrong things, uh, but you know in in most cases uh, that person contributes a lot. If you can change their mindset, where they can stop chasing uh, the moonshot. And, and and start focusing on on what actually is important, which is like most of the time is their own personal growth. Uh, you, you know, they can they, they usually become the biggest contributors of the community. And I saw this happen, by the way, in Forge. Okay, I saw this happen in Forge right in front of my eyes. Uh, there was a lot of people in there, including myself. I was I was a homeboy, no doubt. <laughs> but uh, I saw a lot of people change their mindset. And and because of it, because they, the the Moon Boy personality persona is is a very very active person because they want the best for themselves, uh, and they think it's the money, right? The green candles, that's what they think it is. Once you change that mindset that they have, uh, they can become some of your most loyal and most uh, the biggest contributors of your community. So, uh, but yeah, as I said, right? So these profiles are people that you've already probably dealt with before, have uh, have been in communication with them. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I kind of created like a persona on each uh, on each one of these profiles, and uh, and and created like a very detailed profile, even like when it comes to their personal life. Uh, that's why, like I said, it's very, very, very <laughs> it can be very deep. It would have to have its own uh, episode, and I I would be happy to. Uh, I would definitely be happy to uh, go deeper into it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think we would definitely have to uh, schedule a follow up uh, interview and, and and really break that down. Um, that would be amazing, especially I, I can see that really helping people, especially as they get into communities or if they're managing communities, really understand the type of people when they yeah. see them and how to, and how to work with them and how to engage with them in a positive way. That's productive. Yeah. I, um, think that would, I think that would yeah. be hugely beneficial if we could, you know, because a lot of people that are coming say into web two, into web three, they're new investors, they're new to the whole, 
ecosystem to understand actually the people and the players that are already here contributing and and to understand how they're um just to understand people in general yep. like if if you if we could you know break that down for people and they know who they're interacting with it might change the tone in a lot of conversations you know you'd be able to understand that oh these are like yeah i'm reading it like this but he's actually coming from this mindset so he might yep. not mean it like that and so why do i need to be triggered or whatever you know like so yeah let's mark that dylan down and we're going to get you back in to break that down for sure Absolutely. I would love to, man. I, I, and you know, like in the beginning, Duane, I, I didn't really have a way of, of delivering it and, and bring it up and, and, and show people what these profiles are. Uh, funny, it's uh, the reason why I created these profiles is because I was, uh, I was, uh, you guys already know Michael Pets, I'm, I'm the community manager there. And, uh, we, we kind of went through the entire phase of moon and, the, you know, we're coming down and, and all of these different emotions came up in inside the community. And uh, I, I noticed that I was the way I was replying to people and communicating with people was similar. And, and I kept getting different reactions from people, even though it's the same answer, it's the same reply and giving you the same kind of conclusion. I noticed that each person is taking it differently and, and the way that they reply to it uh, really made the difference it, it put me in a position where like okay so this is one community yet i have so many different personalities in here be based on their own personal way perception of things and for me to be able to answer properly to them uh, i would need to break it down so the way that i i talk to a moon boy for example uh, is different from somebody who is who's who's new into crypto is different from somebody who had a bull run before and this is their second one uh, a market uh, a bull market condition uh, uh, a bull bear before uh, a cycle basically and now this is their second uh, uh, you know each one of these profiles uh, the way that you communicate with them uh, should be based on uh, who they are and what kind of personality they have and the perception that they have in your head. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm kind of a little tough on the moon boy. Uh, I don't particularly have a reason for it. It's just, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just one because, because they, you know, like w when you're tough on people, sometimes it's, it's for the best, right? Uh, to them. And uh, I, it's not like I'm bullying people, but, you know, even in in my replies, I'm very formal and I'm very professional in the way that I approach them. And uh, in every kind of situation that we're in, uh, I'm always going to follow, uh, you know, I, I kind of remove that kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, how I would talk to somebody, for example, that has been in my community for a year and I have a communication base with them for over the past year. Uh, it would be different than the way I would reply to somebody who's asking why the price is down or why the price is up. Uh, I try to be professional and uh, as, as much as I can. Uh, I try to give them reasoning of my personal opinion, why I believe their question is not being asked in the proper way. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, they change their tone and, and they, they have better questions to ask in the future. Can't be soft on the moon boys. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't only wreck themselves, they can wreck you with them. It's right. dangerous. It's a very yeah. dangerous game. Yeah. Well, listen, man, this has been great. Uh, we're kind of getting near the end of time. I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about 
um, project you've been working on, the Heroes of Web three, and and um, if you'd like to share some some insight on that, and and also you know how people can get connected with you and what you're doing. Absolutely. So uh, Heroes of Web three is a small kind of community uh, I created right now. Do we have a channel? on telegram and uh i'll uh, uh you can you can find it on my profile oh i'm restricted that's right i forgot uh my 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 twitter won't be working right now however I'll, i'm sure the guys will will be able to share the link uh and uh we pretty much share uh everything uh about community building web3 in there and uh it's it just uh you know i i kind of do it um on on my time there's no specific announcements every day uh, so if if that's if that's what you're looking for, maybe uh, it's not what you want. Uh, just uh, you know, I basically we're having a conversation. We had a good talk today, and I came I came out with a perspective. I will most likely take that and and just share it and and talk about why uh, I'm thinking this way. So it's uh, I'm also uh, writing the book. Uh, it's kind of ready technically. Uh, I just uh, I thought uh, to hold off on on launching it right now, just so I can have a uh, better understanding of why I want to uh, uh, push this book out. And the book is basically about communities inside Web3. It just gives you a better understanding what you can expect uh, when it comes to security, safety, uh, community building. Uh, uh, the five profiles are in there in, in very boring details. Uh, uh, so all of this stuff is, uh, I put it together inside, uh, you know, the, the, the channel and the book, uh, it's called the heroes of web three. And, uh, it, I, I called it the heroes of web three is because I truly believe, uh, the, the people who are going to take, uh, web three to the next, uh, to the next stop, uh, to the next level are the people who are building communities. Uh, mm -hmm. community building is, is the core of web three. And, uh, even though people, look for technology uh it's so great to see that in in the majority are focusing on being part of a great community uh they can relate to and it almost gives them like their own ad identity in there to shine so uh I, I i this is why it's called the heroes of web3 and i'm excited to share more about it i i really want to push the book out uh asap but uh, it's most likely going to just be pdf document and uh yeah yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll let you guys know as soon as that happens. Malik, it's been, uh, it was such a treat to meet, meet you in person at uh, Grey Wolf Summit. Um, get to know you in real life. And, you know, hopefully the listeners, after hearing a little more about you, uh, you know, get to, they see your name and all your content, but now they get to know Malik a little bit deeper. And it, trust me, everybody, he's going to be coming on here and contributing more, I hope. And we'll we'll fully support you in whatever you do, Malik. So keep us in tune with uh, that book and everything else. It's been awesome, my friend. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for giving us an opportunity to connect on a platform like this one. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, for other episodes with other members. Uh, I try to, as much as I can to connect with people, but uh, you know, uh, life can keep you busy. So this is this is a great way to learn about everybody inside the community. Thanks for the initiative, guys. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, Malik. Ooh.